All right. This is Polo. This is Beckett. We here. We coming. The battle continues. This is Born to Battle. Chris, you ready for this? Man, of course. I'm always ready. Best time of the day. Hey, other than your time with Taylor, right? You can't, you can't take that away. Yeah. yeah, of course. Today, we are joined by one of our long-term friends. I've known Daniel since early high school. I think, Chris, you go back a little further, maybe? Yeah, Quite a little, bit. Yeah. A little bit, man. Like yeah, what? that's right. Maybe, Fourth maybe grade? Not. Fifth grade? Yeah. Maybe before maybe that. Earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys have quite a history. <laughs> and um, we brought Daniel on because he is a specialist of the eye. Some some would call him a doctor. Uh, <laughs> um, but we wanted to have him on to kind of talk about some of the eye gazing stuff and, and just the function of the eye and how it works in combination. Um, but first, we're going to hop into our little question session. And uh, oh, you guys ready for this one? Ready. I think um, Daniel's a little nervous. You don't yeah. know what I'm about to do. Man. Yeah, I, I mean, I heard a few of these segments, but uh, some of those questions are tough. They are. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I guess you could filter as much as you want. <laughs> uh, and I could also send this to you before uh, it gets posted so you can get yeah. control of what gets I got some pretty softball questions. I don't know what you guys got. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. Uh, I don't even know what I have yet either. But, uh, Chris, you want to get us started? Absolutely. No, I have to get a clarification. Is this for both of you or just one? Uh, both. We'll both answer. Good. I like that. <laughs> All right. Ready? If hey. you could be any Marvel character, R.I.P. Tedman, Bozeman, who would you be? Any Marvel character? Uh, Daniel O'Galley, you first. You tell us yeah. why. This is actually kind of tough because I am actually not a big Marvel fan. So I only kind of know like a little bit of the basics, but uh, I would say Iron Man seems the most legit. He's strong. He could fly. He's smart. He's all into the tech gadgets and stuff like that, kind of like myself. So Mm -hmm. I actually, yeah, I mean, again, I don't know very many, but that's a pretty easy answer for me. Oh, okay. Yeah, like that's that's a Iron pretty Man. fitting one for you. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I can see it. Yeah. Carbon copy. Right, Asian Bruce. Iron Man. That's right. There you go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he said it, ladies and gentlemen. Watch out next time. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so I heard they are casting for an Asian Iron Man. Oh, damn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Uh, my first thing was going to go Hulk. Uh, That's what I thought for you, too. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, all right. I guess I'll stick with it. It was going to yeah. be Hulk or Thor, but yeah, I think Hulk's a little more fitting. Yeah. Uh, I've seen those pictures, those shirtless photos recently. Yeah. <laughs> the strength factor, just feeling mostly indestructible. Uh, when you're in that state and then vulnerable at other times. So I feel like that's that's a pretty good one. Do you have do you have one for yourself, Chris? Man, you gotta an- you, gotta an- you gotta answer this too. I know it's not it's not your question, but well, like mine had kind of been Hulk like Pallone. Oh, yeah. like oh man, that's like just because <laughs> he just flips it on. And there's a different person to Hulk smash when I'm playing sports or being competitive. That's how I looked at him. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Definitely. I'll start with one. I know Daniel is a gamer of sorts, PC. And, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is or has been historically your like gamer tag? Ooh. You know, I always went with variations of my name. 
like sometimes I would just be uh, OG just because like my last name's Ogata. So I would mm. just kind of shorten it to that. But recently uh, I built a computer and I named it Danbot. So that's kind of been my gamer tag as of recently. And that's okay. what all, all my gamer friends know me as is Danbot there. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard that one, so okay. yeah, no, you'll, you'll hear it being thrown around if, if you're around this long. <laughs> <All right. laughs> There's that answer. Nice, nice. All Chris, right. did you ever have one? A game with time? Yeah, did you ever play like Xbox, Xbox or... or anything? So, um, I copied them for Xbox on my brother, so I was the truth. Junior, and then I brought with that one oh, other yeah. thing to be like uh, Beckett or C Beckett or anything, but the truth, Junior, was what I always had. I'm like, yeah, mine was always just my first initial last name or like Powell with the number one, yeah. but that was, that was kind of it, yeah, so much yeah. easier. You never forget what your IDs are, so. <laughs> That's like true. That. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right, Dan, you're uh, up. What you got? All right. All right. What is, for this goes for both of you, just easy softball question. What is the last meal you cooked yourself? Hmm. <laughs> maybe you like, should go first. Yeah, I like I'll, I'll go first. Recently. Yeah, yeah I, I cooked really recently. I made a... Uh, <laughs> sweet potatoes and zucchini like hash and then i also did a broccoli and bell pepper mix what's what's your diet right now i anything yeah oh you're eating meat too yeah oh nice yeah i i switched uh meat and alcohol this year has uh (laughs) has covid made you cook less or more uh more for sure yeah staying in more yeah, sure. definitely. There's, I mean, there's definitely times where I feel like I'm ordering out way too much, but yeah, for the most part, been trying to eat in. It's too easy to DoorDash or any I know. <laughs> yeah, food to your door is just way That's too convenient. Right. It's nice. <laughs> you got yeah. anything, Chris? That's tough. Like, it's so hard because I'm trying to think the last meal I physically made my. Yeah. Man, it's like it was either chili or mm. we made um jackfruit tacos. Oh, nice. I'm guessing it's one of those, but oh no, it's too hard. It's like, damn, in end of 2019, yeah, like where I made it all myself, yeah, for sure. Like, grab some, throw it on the counter, and <laughs> uh, it helps a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Maybe yeah. Sorry, I um, I dropped the ball on that one. No, no, I know that's a tough question. I know it's actually like it forces you to go back too long there. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely so I gotta, something. I got to keep you. Got to keep you thinking. Yeah. I know. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, so I don't have any other problems. I won't have a mental disease. Hopefully. Give my mind chunk. That's go. right. That's I right. Don't really like them. Probably all lies. <laughs> Whatever works. That's right. Very true. Very true. That's why you just get those uh, uncrustables and toast them, right? Heck yeah, man! Don't Is that what you eating now? I will. <laughs> 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 I love those, man. They go down like nothing. Like the whole box. Man. Are you off your diet? I kind of. I'm like, I'm still like really whole food, plant based, lots of fruits, but I will dabble in things. So over the weekend, I had a donut or a few. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> That stuff, man, all that sugar makes the whole body go crazy in a good way. Get you a little sugar high. Uh-huh. And um, a little secret. We uh, bought some 
Double stuff, Doria. Yeah, about to go down. Nice, nice. <laughs> All right, Chris, you up? What was one of the most memorable moments for you in high school? Right. And I mean, this is this is like this is pretty easy to touch on for me just because, you know, we all went to high school together. And it's like for me, I feel like it's just um, most of my best memories from high school got to be senior year. And it's like that's where I, you know, built my core group of friends that, you know, we still hang out with primarily today. I mean, you guys and Kamal and Toyo and Lou and, you know, everyone else. It's just like we had so many good memories in high school together that it felt like it created such a bond. And yeah, not not many times do you find groups of like, you know, five plus people who still keep in touch regularly and kick it. But I would say one in particular, you know, we were pretty fortunate that you know we could afford all this like but like me and kamal and toyo and ben mcdillon a few other guys for a business you know uh trip we went to florida just for this this deck thing and uh yeah i mean we were there for like school purposes but 90 percent of the time we were just dicking around and it was yeah one, and still to this day one of the most fun trips i've ever had in my life i wish you guys were there but yeah it was dope <laughs> For sure. I, you guys do talk about that trip quite a bit <laughs> or have some sort of reference to it. So yeah, I, I missed out on that one for sure. I remember Coach Fisher always talking about the ADECA groups that they were. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, I mean, man. it was just an excuse to get out of doing real school work and, you know, <laughs> doing projects. But most of the time we were just, yeah, digging around. It was awesome. <laughs> for sure that's yeah. a good one yeah. i didn't go on any high school trips like <laughs> classes yeah. there was no opportunity for that for me not that i pursued at least yeah. yeah um shoot i guess mine would go back to like basketball season our freshman year that was really memorable i mean there's so many things that had happened throughout high school that it, i mean picking one isn't the easiest yeah, but yeah, no, i agree i mean going back to what daniel said about like our the core friend group that we had then is still really close to this day um which again i, I also think is pretty rare for for a group that large to to continue to make the effort to continue and be friends and stay in touch and see what's going on with their their lives you know chris you got a, a oh, special memory yeah. I want to hear. I want to hear yours too. <laughs> um, well, I mean, with the long answer, it kind of sparked another one. The first time I ever got drunk was <laughs> junior, junior year at a Pelos house. Me and him, and then when Jasmine uh, bring us food because we were way too drunk. <laughs> I remember that. I don't remember that. Oh. Tell me more. What happened this time? <laughs> I spilled. We did the um, power hour. Um, we drink a shot of beer every 60 seconds. Um, I think that's when I might have spilled on your mom's um, uh, counter chair. Okay, I was I was thinking about that the other day, like because I still have those stools, uh, I have them now, and I was like, man, who was it that spilled on this? Man. <laughs> Damn. Okay, that was you. That's fine. Yeah, but like in general, I think what I always think about when I uh, first picture high school a lot is the um. Early mornings when it was still pitch black outside and we're all hanging out at the front of the main entrance inside talking in between um, classes. I always remember that just different groups and just freaking 
dark out in the morning. I hate yeah. it. Does it start at six forty-five or something like that? Or maybe that's when I left my house. I, I think seven thirty is when first yeah. class, first period yeah. started. Um, <laughs> I always think about that. I was like, man, that sucks. It was super yeah. early. <laughs> yeah. Man. Did you guys take the bus? Because uh, I had right. to walk for a while. Yeah, they lifted him close. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I would ride with my brother at times. Oh, yeah. And sure. then uh, there was also times where he, I needed to find rides home. So Lizzie, she used to give me rides home all the time. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was only a freshman year. But it was funny because on the bus, you know how a Bronton Road, um, you could take it. No way, the um, oh no, Bronson or the exit for the freeway, and there was always the um, Powerball sign right there. Well, yeah, dude, mm-hmm. I feel like that's still there. Yeah, it's still there. Right? <laughs> yeah. Every um, what Monday and Thursday morning after they did the drawing, me and Riley would uh, put bets on what the uh, number would be. Uh, nice. Kind nice. of random, but uh, it always sticks. I bought a Powerball Sounds ticket like... today, so uh, <laughs> hopefully that's good luck. All right, let's go. <laughs> All right. Um, so one thing that me and Daniel like really bonded over was music. So my question to you guys is, who was your favorite concert or the headliner for your favorite concert or overall your favorite concert experience? Man, that's actually, it's pretty tough because we've been to a lot of concerts. I feel like me and you, Plone, I've been to a lot together too. Yeah. But I think I still have to go with the Glow in the Dark tour, like Kanye. Oh, that, yep. That's really tough to top, especially Kanye in that era. And obviously, you know, with where he is now, it's hard mm-hmm. to kind of look back and think about, you know, why we loved him so much. But yeah, his music back then was, you know, that was like peak. I think it was probably what, first year of college when yeah. that, or yeah, like the summer. Yeah. That was so yeah and then we had we uh we all saved money to buy those like fifth row tickets or yeah, whatever yeah. and we just this is like a huge splurge for us and it wasn't just connie i mean like the lineup with lupe and n-e-r-d and rihanna before yeah. it was mega yeah. popular like if you think yeah. now like that's an insane lineup so like yeah i mean it was just like that was such a good time yeah, yeah i I think I compare almost every concert I go to yeah. to that uh, yeah. just because that lineup was insane. Yeah. <laughs> it really I mean, was. And that's, I don't know. I haven't been to a Kanye concert in a while, but that guy, at least back then just gave it his all. Like mm-hmm. just everything was like, you know, full effort. It was so professional and well done. And like the set was amazing. And it was just, yeah, it was like out of body experience for some of that. Yeah, for sure. Dang, man, you guys are lucky. I never went to one where I had a lot of headliners. Yeah. My favorite, and of course, my first ever, like, real legit concert was the Lupe concert. Um, I went with Balone. I forget where it was in Portland. Was that at the Roseland? Yeah, that was at the Roseland. Yeah, right. Dude, I'm pretty sure I was there too. Yeah. I must have. Like, so we must have all gone together. There. Yeah, we all went to that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that concert was dope too. Yeah. That was my favorite. And then we um, got to meet Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, at the record store. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were all there yeah. for that. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, I That's actually like, one of my favorites too. <laughs> I know I was with someone else. I was like, I only remember Pallone. Oh, Jones might have came. I don't know, man. There's a few. Yeah. yeah. That's mine. For sure. And that's when B.O.B. opened for him, right? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Damn, okay, okay. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. Bad. 
and a then lot, like a lot of Lupe in here. <laughs> yeah, and then like six, seven years or five years later, me and Plon went to that one concert at the Schnitz, and it was whack. Oh, <laughs> that was dude. that was yeah. probably one of the worst concerts I've ever been to. That was that was the worst concert I've ever yeah. been to. And it's, it's <laughs> how yeah. so? That's so funny. So I this is kind of when Lupe was like going out of relevancy like i think it was after lasers yeah and he just like he didn't perform that much he just kept talking about the chicago bulls and derrick rose and yeah. just kept screaming and everyone was it was i don't know it was just a weird show the venue yeah. sucked it was just yeah it was just really whack it's just not how that should have gone yeah it was a really bad venue for a yeah. hip-hop concert yeah <laughs> and the people around us it was weird too because i think lloyd opened and that yeah. brought a lot of like oh, wo- like i don't even uh, yeah was, like middle-aged women were around <laughs> us like not 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 feeling any they didn't even know any of the music they were just there to see like one lloyd song yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was wild. uh yeah for sure well i yeah both of those i mean other than the last lupe concert uh yeah. <laughs> those two previous ones glow in the dark definitely top if not tops top two yeah uh that other lupe one i reference a lot just because lupe and bob uh that was kind of their primes i would definitely say it's their primes bob was kind of coming up in that too definitely um so both of those were great i also really enjoyed the kid cuddy concert i went to here daniel you went to that with me as well yeah Uh, i remember that one yeah and yeah, honestly, me, there's just so many that we've seen or I've seen and gone to that it's a lot of them kind of start to blend together. Yeah. But at the same time, there's so many memories that come from them. Uh, I mean, me, Daniel, Joel, and Kamal, we all yeah. took a, a weekend trip up to George Washington for the Gorge yeah. and That's saw cool. a hip hop festival a rock the bells and that was a pretty cool lineup we got right up front yeah Um, wasn't that tribe tribe nas was there yeah yeah Yeah. and then we went to san francisco we did a lot of those rock the bell shows and they were sick but like looking back those things were so tiring and like we were Mm -hmm. like yeah it's just like i don't know if i could do that again (laughs) yeah doing it at this age probably not (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) yeah all right my turn yeah all right um this is just kind of more opinion based uh based on you know you're just with sports right now but who y'all think is winning the nba championship this year i'm hoping for miami oh i hope miami wins i'm went down for that hmm i kind of want Hey, Miami Clippers finals. That's kind of. I think that'd be two best teams there. I agree Mm -hmm. with that. And it'd just be such good basketball to go along with it as well. I know I'm going to get hate from anyone who's a Laker fan. (laughs) You got a lot around you. I know, I know. (laughs) Clippers and Heat, I don't know who went to. I'm copping out of that. Yeah. I'd probably go for, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Wait, so you chose who you want to see in the finals, but who do you want to win? Who's going to win, yeah. It'll be the Clippers. (laughs) (laughs) He is a beast. Yeah, he's a machine for sure. Who do you got, Daniel? Yeah, my head says the Clippers too. I want Miami to win real bad. They've looked so like good during the playoffs and mm-hmm. just seems like they play like the right style of basketball. And yeah. I love Spolstra. He's a Portland dude. That's yeah, right. So Yeah, you pink. Yeah, they uh they put together a squad this year out of nowhere though. Dude, um, those rookies. Of, uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those rookies came in and impressed and then Jimmy and, yeah, he's revised this. He's a yeah. He's definitely kind of got his career back, and you know, especially with how everyone was dogging him for mm-hmm. a while. But it mm-hmm. seems like yeah, now that he's 
found the right fit. Things are great. Yeah. And the uh, X Factor, Myers Leonard. <laughs> Dude, he doesn't even play. I was like, I remember looking at playoff stats, and like he literally barely goes in the game anymore. He got jacked by Iggy once Iggy joined the team. Yeah. Game over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, name a famous person, athlete, or anything that you met or saw in person and you were kind of surprised by maybe how big they were, just seeing them, it just seemed uh, surreal or something along those lines. For sure. Well, I have a couple. Actually, well, yeah, I have two specifically that come to mind. Um, One was Brian Grant. Just because of the circumstance, I was going to the bathroom, I was peeing, and then he comes up next to me, and I look over, and I, I, you know, generally you just look over, like, directly at your eye level, so I looked over, and all I saw was, like, an elbow, <laughs> and, I was, and then I looked up, I was like, oh, that's Brian Grant, <laughs> um, and then my other one would be Jerry Rice, I saw him in randomly downtown Portland, uh, walking, like, Pioneer, and I, I didn't believe that it was him. I like I had no words to like try to even approach him. I yeah. just I just kind of watched him from afar <laughs> for a little bit. Yeah, I mean that Jerry Rice is bigger than life, damn. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for me, I mean to be honest, like recently I just haven't been in a lot of situations to encounter any like you know majorly famous athletes or superstars, but. I would say when I was younger, and this is like, you know, way back um, when they used to let people on the baseball fields to like shake hands and autographs, they don't do that anymore for security reasons. But um, seeing Griffey and A-Rod just like, especially Griffey, just because like, you know, just him being in Seattle and my family being such a baseball family and, you know, his size and his legs and his swagger it was like yeah that was that was the coolest person i've ever like shook hands with in my life um and i don't think i'll ever top that just because i don't think i'll ever love another athlete maybe as much as i liked griffey when he was in seattle and especially because i was a kid that's just so many memories there Mm -hmm. oh yeah being a kid definitely yeah uh, more impactful for sure absolutely absolutely for sure. Chris, did you get a little uh, envious there when you said that? <laughs> I mean, I love it. <laughs> that would have been cool. It would creepy like that. Heck yeah, man. Oh, he was the, the go. go. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like you kind of had a little griffy in you. Yep, I, I thought that too. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I kind of remember your approach and your your yeah your swing. It had a little. It was a little Griffey esque. Yeah, just uh, I was too small to. Have yeah. <laughs> so, um, you have a, a particular memory. For me, it was well the first one. How funny Munchens posed to Coach Bob. Um. He got his tickets to a heat game and brought his um uh back behind like the curtain in front of the uh, locker room to kind of talk and hang out with him. Um and he uh Shaq was on the team. Oh. So he had to come around the corner and uh probably like ten, twenty feet away. But I'd never been that close to him and realized how much of a giant he is. Shaq is huge. It's unreal how big that guy is. That was one that I was like, no way. And I was probably middle school when that happened. I don't know, whenever it's like first year then. Um, And then one of the other ones was you know, in a um, baby boy, um, the uh, stepdad and whatever that guy's in his in Mission Impossible. Or Tom Cruise? No, no, the Ben um, Rames. 
Yeah, Vin Randy. Oh, oh, that um, dude. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I was uh, working at Dick's Sporting Goods, and he came in, and I was so surprised. <laughs> His voice is so deep, and it's not that tall. I'm really confused. <laughs> I thought it was like 6'4", or some giant, but I was as tall as him. <laughs> Yeah, it's always hard to tell because I feel like a lot of people in entertainment are actually not very big, but because you see them in a big screen, you get this image of them being bigger than what they are in, in life. <laughs> They're all like short and they have massive heads. Do we have one more question? Is that me? Yeah, I think you're up. I think, yeah. Okay. Go for it. So we all have brothers, older brothers. So have you ever played one-on-one in basketball or golf or whatever? And when was the last time or when was the first time you remember beating your brother? Dude, <laughs> this question sucks ass for me. <laughs> I mean, I, I know you guys both know, but, you know, uh, my brother was like one of the best athletes in the state, you know, in a long time. So I don't have any early memories. I would say the first time I ever like truly beat him at something where he was giving his like full, full, full effort. Like, cause I beat him at basketball, but I know if he tried his hardest, I would never win. But, uh, <laughs> but like, I would say, you know, playing tennis, which is kind of pathetic because I played a lot of tennis in my high school years. And even then it's like, it wasn't that like I wasn't dominating him just cause like he was so athletic that he could and like, like his dexterity is really good too. He's just got great hand night coordination, obviously as a baseball player. So, but that's when I would actually beat him and I could actually piss him off just cause he hates losing. And then nowadays, like now that there's no professional or, you know, he's not playing athletics. I beat him at golf all the time. He's going <laughs> to dispute that if he hears this, but yeah, we play golf all the time and we're pretty close to even now. I might give him a slight advantage. He might win a little bit more, but it's pretty damn close. But yeah, it takes all the way until 30 till I'm confident that I can do that <laughs> something. <laughs> When he Funny has how that works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Chris, I feel like you were. We were, were you a better athlete than your brother? Um, I know he was good too. He was. I think like certain things, like pure raw athleticism, it was above me in every category. Um, but it didn't really. Start putting it together. I want to try to like the very end, and it's kind of like, oh, sure. But I, I don't have any defining moments of really beating him in sports. Um, once at a certain age, we didn't really play too much. But I do have one memory when we were both older and we we're in Vegas. I remember finally beating him in a race. He uh, definitely got a little older, put on a few pounds, never <laughs> exercised, and I still was. But uh, we um, were running down the halls in the Vegas hotel room, which is so long and it's like mesmerizing and trying not to fall. But I raced him and beat him. That's all I can remember. Nice. Yeah, I wouldn't. He'd still, um, I'd still get smoked in a race. It wouldn't even be close. Not <laughs> 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 built for speed, Daniel. No, <laughs> never was. Never was. That was fun, just having that conversation. Wait, wait, what about yours? Oh, no. yeah. I didn't want to share. <laughs> yeah, your brother was good ass athlete too. Yeah, and my I mean the main sport I really played was basketball, and yeah, I, my brother was a better basketball player than me. 
Um, but he always knew how to get in my head, especially if he yeah. played one-on-one. And then I would just, especially at that younger age, I would just lose my temper and I just wouldn't have any, I wouldn't be able to play. So it wasn't until probably <laughs> within the last like three years that <laughs> we played one-on-one <laughs> randomly and I beat him. As, yeah. yeah, There's no way I'm going to beat him in golf. <laughs> That's not yeah. happening. I could uh, I could see you and your brother getting in some nasty fights when you were oh. younger. Oh, <laughs> it never it never got to like swinging at each other. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It just yeah, just more like nah. the mental game. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, uh, as I referenced before, uh, part of the reason not only is Daniel one of our good friends for a long time, but he's also a doctor dealing with the eyes and we wanted to get some additional feedback and thoughts on why eye gazing is still something that's able to work uh, even with ALS and how uh, your muscles you know eventually wear down but the eyes are able to function longer uh, with less impact What's interesting is I've actually had a couple ALS, you know, patients before, and it is kind of interesting to see, you know, a couple at various, you know, degrees of ALS. But the main thing with just, you know, in general is because, you know, patients with ALS, they can still see it's important that we prescribe glasses to make it so they could see to their the best of their abilities. So as an optometrist, that's, there's nothing really different there. The only thing that, you know, is when we're prescribing glasses and, you know, trying to figure out prescriptions is we rely on patients responses, obviously. So we have to kind of figure out ways if, you know, to communicate that if the patients can't speak or if they can't move their hands, you know, so cues like that. But with, optometry there's also just been a lot of progression we have machines that will give us like automatic prescriptions and stuff like that so there's a lot of good technology you know available to make sure that patients can see um but yeah you know as far as what you were touching on when it comes to like the eye muscles oddly enough the muscles that do control your eyes are for the most part do seem to be spared with als so like while the muscles that control like your speech and movements and stuff like that will degrade over time for whatever reason, the muscles that allow you to focus and also the muscles that control your eye movements left, right, up and down. So you're just jumping from one place to another are mostly spared. Maybe there, there is some evidence of definitely, you know, weakness maybe towards the end, but there's not a lot of document documented cases of like eyes where you just can't move them. So. That's why eyes play a large part in ALS because we could communicate through eye tracking. And I'm going to touch base on that. But first, I really wanted to ask you, Chris, have you looked into any of this stuff at all? Is this something that you are, you are aware of? Yeah, so I know I think more so uh, top surface level information about yeah. eye gazing technology. And I've tried out a few different devices to see how they work and how I respond to them. And it's, in my end, it's pretty neat and cool with how quickly they're able to track your eye movement where it's a simple lurking left and right. And it follows you very accurately to uh, yeah, definitely. be able to uh, two letters, uh, click on things. Um, but yeah, what you're saying, I don't know exactly why, but how yeah. the eye muscles are still spared when everything else in the body is, um, uh, slowly deteriorates. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's one of those things that even research, it's not, they're not showing a lot of you know, they don't know a ton about why they're spared so, you know, so easily. But um, yeah, so as far as like, 
ALS, so again, you know, the lack of ability to speak and use your hands to kind of communicate. So what a lot of, so nowadays eye tracking is very, very advanced and it, it, you know, it applies to more than just people with disabilities too. It's even kind of um, going into like the gaming and entertainment mm -hmm. industry too, because a lot of like, you know, professional gamers, they have these you know, eye tracking systems where it shows where they're looking at on the screens and stuff like that. And then they could stream it to people who are watching and people for whatever reason, like doesn't know where they're looking at, you know, maybe it, it think they think they'll help them improve, you know, like stuff like that. But yeah, so it's kind of like, I would almost say that besides like medical use, that's kind of, you know, there's a lot of money in that too. So there's even more technology going into the eye tracking stuff, which is obviously better for patients with, you know, palsies or ALS that actually need this stuff. But basically I found that how it works is there's this little sensor that shoots infrared light into your eye or onto your eye surface. And then it bounces off and then it's a camera that it reflects onto and it tracks where you're looking at. So, and it's very accurate. It works very well. And with all the, so it's basically essentially like a iPad for your eyes almost. And I think you could probably attest to that a little bit, Chris. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's just very, very accurate. And with all the technology, you know, improvements, it's getting easier for, you know, patients with ALS to kind of communicate and even in a faster way too, with all the phrase learning and just, you know, stuff like that. It's not like you have to go and spell out every single word you want to talk to, you know, nowadays, they've kind of got it down to a point where communication is, you know, no, nowhere near as difficult as it might've been 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, very true. Cause I've heard stories about how patients like 20 years ago more would have such a more difficult time to be able to communicate because of that be maybe blinking of the eyes, yeah. mm -hmm. having alphabet, of some sort to spell every word or blink yes or no for a picture. So we were way more, we're very creative and resilient in that sense. And I think also, uh, to touch on what you're saying about the speed, I think that's probably um, something that I look at as really important because to be able to communicate with the people where it's not that delayed of your time to respond is a huge thing because say someone asks you a question, they have to test their patients to be able to listen and wait for you to respond. Yeah, absolutely. If it takes five minutes, it's like, boy, that's a lot of awkward time. I know. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's it's pretty amazing, you know, what's out there nowadays. Right. Being yeah. able to cross over with the video games only makes me more optimistic that things will improve and get better and better. Absolutely. Everyone on them all over. Um, I had a question, though. Yeah. I know with um, eye gazing, you're basically looking at a computer all day. How would you, or do you have concerns at all about tiring your eyes out, being staring at a screen all day as your main point of communication? Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely concerns like with not just, you know, people with ALS, but just the population in general about what looking at these screens all day is going to do to our eyes. And to be honest, a lot of the research, we just don't know, like the screens, like the iPhones and iPads, we haven't been staring at them all day, every day for more than what, probably 10 to 15 years, you know, now. So we don't necessarily have like the long-term data and research and, you know, scientific studies to, you know, have super conclusive evidence on what these computer screens are doing to our eyes long-term. So some of that is tough, but whenever you're looking at a computer screen, you know, all day, 
studies show that your blink rate is reduced like significantly. And this is one thing that with, um, you know, ALS patients blinking is definitely spared, but it could be slowed down in later stages. And if you're not blinking, you're very prone to getting significant dry eyes and, uh, dry eyes will make it so that eye tracking is tough because you have to have a good tear surface layer in order for that tracking stuff to work. So there is a chance, you know, when you're doing that, you might have to have someone, you know, put artificial tears in your eyes throughout the days, um, throughout the day to kind of keep your eyes comfortable. Um, your situation, you know, unfortunately, because you're, you know, ALS, you know, it's advancing at a younger age. It's a little bit different than I would say, you know, the average population of ALS. Cause I don't know what's average age of ALS, probably like 50. 50 yeah. So people, you know, later in their life who are diagnosed with ALS, they need reading glasses in order to see the computer and to see those intermediate and near distances because you're barely, you know, you're over 30, just barely over 30 you should be able to see the computer screens and the up close stuff without the need for reading glasses like a lot of your older you know ALS um, people would uh, would need them so it's gonna you know again because you're you're young and when you start using this stuff it shouldn't it should be just as simple as you getting the device getting it set up and having it work i don't think you're going to need to necessarily see an eye specialist or an optometrist to get it configured because your vision should be good enough for the for the tablet use and to be able to use that reflex camera without any major problems but as far as like for you worrying about using the screen all day I would say nothing I'd worry more than just making sure your eyes are hydrated and then that you're giving your eyes breaks like in between using the the screen. Just make sure you're taking time to relax your eyes, remembering to blink, looking far away so that your your muscles don't get super strained throughout the day because that can lead to just strain and headaches and stuff like that too. So just consciously just got to try and remember to take breaks. I talk Tell that to all my patients who work on computers all day too. So yeah. Oh, yeah. thank you, Doctor. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, but overall, I think um, you know, if the time comes where you need to get it set up, it just it doesn't seem too difficult. Price wise, I think I've seen, I was just trying to, you know, dig the internet. I've seen quotes from like lower end stuff, like five grand or less all the way, you know, if you want the the fancy stuff, probably 20 grand plus um, to get that set up. But I think ultimately it's going to be worth it. It's going to be, you know, a very reliable source for you to communicate and to stay entertained too. Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, shout out to uh, Steve Gleason because uh, with what he did with uh, Congress, is able to provide every ALS patient through Medicare That's uh, awesome. the ability to get an eye gazing a piece of equipment covered with insurance. So, yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. I did not know that. That is it's, great to hear. It'll save yeah, fifteen, twenty thousand yeah. dollars, which is crazy, but it's yeah. like the only way to stay connected and yeah. I'll be able to interact with people when this day and age with technology. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? Uh, will there be contacts soon that have uh, computers in them? <laughs> you know, it's uh, honestly, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, soon. Like there's been nothing pushed through like Ness. I mean, they've, they've had ideas like, of using like contact lenses with chips to track like diabetes and stuff like that. But it just, nothing has come to fruition there. It's just, they've even, uh, they had these glasses with like a little camera in them called Google glass. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden that just disappeared off the planet too. Cause it wasn't just practical successful. They couldn't figure out a way to integrate it. So, I mean, 
I've, I read, you know, some publications just to stay up with the profession. And I don't know of anything necessarily coming up like that anytime soon. So I was actually, you know, pretty fascinated with all when I was doing kind of some eye tracking ALS research, you know, what's out there and how advanced and how good this stuff is. So I think, you know, Chris, you're going to be set going forward and it'll, yeah, again, just allow you to communicate with your family and us. And it's going to be good. Uh, Chris, yeah. you have any other questions or Daniel, you have any other questions? I don't, um, no, I feel man. like I've talked enough. <laughs> Good. We're giving the people what they want. <laughs> oh, Educate them. Put them on game. <laughs> I'm, able, I'm still able to read internet articles on this stuff and regurgitate it to you guys. Uh, and make it sound like I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Fake it so you make it, right? That's, that's, right. that's right. I mean, you already made it, so you're already a doctor. Yeah, yeah. You're not fake. We just keep faking it. We don't make it. We all made it. We all made it. Look make, at us now, right? Make another one. We still love our <laughs> nice. That was, a, that was a good way to wrap it, actually. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that was a little loop there for you guys. That's right. Anyone could understand me. <laughs> no, I, I, I heard it. Well, well, Dan, thanks so much for taking the time to hop on with us. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Of course. It was yeah. fun just to uh, reminisce a little bit. Talk about our, our past, our history, and, and then uh, drop a little knowledge on everyone uh, <laughs> with all that high stuff. <laughs> That's all right. right. All right. Uh, Daniel, any last words for the people? Uh, not for the people, but more just, you know, Chris, I just want to say uh, it's really good catching up with you. I know, uh, you know, with like, yeah, I'm sure texting is kind of a pain in the ass for you, but it's so it's nice to actually, you know, communicate and talk to you and see your face again. But uh, keep fighting. And, uh, you know, I hope to see you soon, whether it's just me coming by once all this COVID stuff is over or, you know, just yeah, whether it's a, you know, a party or a fundraiser for you in the future. I hope we get to do something as a group together. Thank but, yeah, you. Keep fighting, man. Only a matter of time, and thank you means a lot, man. Maybe I'll send you a, a giant blow up on my face. There, there we go. <laughs> Kamal loves those fat heads or whatever they are. You should get them and make one. Everyone have it for sure. That's great. Yeah, make that happen. That's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Whoa. Well, I guess we're going to wrap it. Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. <laughs>